Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f*** we want. Welcome back to another episode of Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Today we talk to my good friend Scott Afters of Afters Ice Cream. He is the CEO of Afters Ice Cream. You guys probably know him from that, but he has just an array of different business concepts that stretch over all sorts of industries. And what I really enjoyed talking to him about was understanding how somebody who may not be versed in these industries can create business in different industries. And uh, he talks about that coming from a absolute awareness of your skill set. So it has a lot to do with just being self-aware of what you're good at and, and what your strengths are. And he, he goes into that. So that's really cool. I think this one's really helpful for people who um, are interested in the concept of business and entrepreneurship who may not even know what those terms mean or um, how to approach starting something like that for yourself. Um, he breaks things down in a very simplistic kind of uh, elementary level where very digestible and, and applicable. So for myself, I found a lot of just cool information, a lot of inspiration uh, just sitting on this couch, uh, listening to his experiences and his mindset. It's it's fun. We talked about our Kinjas collab that we did in 2017 to all the creative things that he's currently working on and uh, a lot of cool, new, exciting projects that are popping up in his world. So take out your notepads, take down notes, a lot of stuff that can kind of fly by. That's something that I've been learning through uh, being a podcast listener myself is re-listening to episodes and taking those notes down and, uh, you know, putting those things into practice because all this knowledge is, is useless unless you're using it and putting it into your life. So a lot of good stuff in here, lots of fun stuff, a lot of inspirational stuff, uh, some laughs as well. So let's just hop right into this episode with scott afters welcome back to another episode of kinja's podcast movement in the shadows i'm your host ben and we got mike foul behind all the equipment back there i think there's a microphone i think maybe you could hear him there it is uh folks very very excited today i'm always excited for our guests we have a lot of really cool friends who are doing really cool things in the world we have ceo of afters ice cream in the house he is uh, owner of a colorful array of businesses, man. You, yeah. I, you know, when I look you up and I'm like, dude, you literally have your hand in so many industries. Um, he is a self-proclaimed serial entrepreneur. That's a very interesting term, and I'm very curious about that. Um, we have Scott Afters in here. That Scott, is me. how you doing, what's man? What's up, dude? Thank Happy you to be here. Thank you for coming through, man. I've been, I've been trying to get you in here for a minute. Um, yeah, I feel like. We're always kind of following each other and checking in on each other from a distance. And yeah. I guess social media helps to kind of do that, kind of yeah. keep tabs on each other. Um, we had uh, Deep Fried Daniel in here not too long ago. Yeah. He's always talking just amazing things. You guys are working on some cool projects. Yeah, we are. And uh, yeah, man, just excited to get you in here. Bro. Yeah, I was super excited. I'm glad I could finally make it down here. I've been wanting to do this one for a while. Yeah. Um, obviously, our connection, you know, kind of saving the industry but not in the same industry yeah. so it's pretty cool to like kind of just spit you know spit the shoot the shit and yeah, just talk man. i dig it hey we've had andy up in here you know we talked about the whole afters journey and mm-hmm. um but your name man scott afters i feel like it's so funny i call people like deep fried daniel yeah, scott yeah. Afters and, all that, and i feel like everybody refers that you know to you as that yeah. uh i i mean i know that afters is blowing up it's 
making ice cream a freaking cool hip thing you know yeah. and uh um and i know that's not the first thing that you've done but like how do you do, did you coin that term that that name for yourself scott afters or did people um, just start calling you that you know like it's just like you when you call people like you know deep fried daniel uh i think it's just kind of stuck to the scenario of like when i actually started doing more and more social media i understood that people kind of connected one and one together yeah seeing like you know if you're ben you're like oh you're ben kinja ben or you're like Tech ben or something <laughs> like that ben, you know what I mean? yeah you know yeah. so when i was just doing like you know social media handles i was just like this is probably the easiest yeah. one like like yeah. and people are gonna know me because like obviously after is so big yep. so it kind of just made sense to connect together what's your what's your government name or is that, <laughs> is that, is that secret <laughs> uh, scott new i have a oh, okay. regular asian american what's your, what's your ethnic background uh, Vietnamese and Chinese. Oh, Vietnamese, yeah. Chinese. Okay. Word, man. Yeah. Um, give us a brief history. Just uh, where did you grow up? Uh, where was early uh, life I was at? born here, pretty much, in okay. California, Long Beach. And then I pretty Beach. much stayed in OC the whole time. Okay. And I've been here ever since, you know, back and forth to LA a little bit. And kind of just kind of evolved my whole life around, you know, the Orange County circumstances when I had to grow up. And seeing what LA had to offer and seeing what Orange County had to offer, it kind of developed who I was kind of growing yeah. going forward. You know I mean? Were you um, like super smart as a kid, super into school? Man, it was rough. <laughs> I think at the time that I was growing up, I just, I couldn't connect the whole academics thing. Like I, like by second grade, I already knew that I was in some trouble because I couldn't read. I was barely passing wow. school. Like I was getting like those D's and F's that no Asian parent wanted to see. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they kind of like just mentally started checking out on me already like yeah this this kid is not gonna make it because my my brother and my sister are kind of like academic pros even and i'm just like the the guy that kind of just floats are you along. youngest of your siblings i'm actually in the middle so middle. it actually okay. added another layer of oddness because you know like there's the middle child syndrome yeah i don't even know if i have it but i'm sure that i have like dude i'm a middle child too, that's what i'm saying yeah some sort I of get curious of it, yeah. i always get curious about whether people feel like they've had it and even how they define what the middle child yeah. syndrome is I'm th the only thing i can think of is like oh yeah there's the first kid and then there's the last kid and then you're yeah. just somewhere in yeah, the middle you're just somewhere in the middle yeah. well it's i feel weird. like people say that uh middle child the syndrome kind of has uh the tendency to kind of be the rebellious one or be the one to always kind of cry for attention yeah, yeah do you feel like any of that fits i with definitely you? ended up being the rebellious one because of the whole anti-academics already yeah. so already everything that i did was kind of uh, against the grain with all my other siblings you know what i mean did you feel like you were against academics intentionally or you just didn't feel like you were it just naturally didn't click, man. Okay. like i tried yeah i remember trying and it just wasn't clicking for me so yeah I just, they put me through like hell with the whole like extra tutoring, yeah. like, you know, all this after school programs and it just, I mean, I barely made it through. Dude. Did like, you have a knack for something else though naturally? Was it sports or? No, dude, like, like at that? that time I just, I think I was just still trying to figure out what I was going to be good at or can I even get past this kind of stage in my life? You know, cause you're only like however old, 10 years old. Yeah. And at that point, like my, both of my parents were working really hard and my brother was pretty much taking care of me. And then there was my, obviously my little sister too, that he was kind of watching over too. So it's kind of like there was real, no parental figure except when they, you know, when they come home in the middle of the night, super late. And then they're like, Oh yeah, let me just see your report cards. Yeah. This is not good. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's kind of like no real figures to do that, to kind of guide you anywhere except uh -huh. like, Oh, Hey, you know, age typical Asian parents sure. kind of scenario. Yeah. 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 So did you uh, finish all the way through high school, go to college, do the whole thing? So elementary school, I, bare I made it through. 
um high school barely made it through and you're talking about like just like the skin of my teeth kind of scenario and then something happened i mean in college i actually started figuring out how to do better because i think by the time i was probably in like fifth or sixth grade i started getting a more of a knack for business already like i don't know what happened to it just in my mind i didn't need money obviously because i'm at 10 years old 12 years old but I felt like um, this weird urge to like just buy and sell or something or something like that. It just felt like, oh, I needed to start making money already or else, you know, how am I going to prepare myself later on for the future? Right. Uh, and at that time, I didn't have anything except, you know, this big tub of licorice from Costco. So I went to school <laughs> and I sold it for like a quarter a piece, you know what I mean? Hell and yeah. then I had this little stack of quarters yeah. and I was like, yeah, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And I, from that point, I don't remember any more business from there. Uh-huh. So at that point, and then we just took like a dead business like period and just tried to do school, I guess. And then when I would really think deep, deep back into when my first like business experience was, that was kind of it. And then it didn't kind of relapse again until when I went to like high school. Okay. And I think in high school, I wasn't doing too well either. But I really figured out that I could do business when... I started getting into the car scene and that's why there's a lot of uh, affiliation with cars and me mm. and, and even after us now, because I'm trying to bring different cultures together, you know, yeah. same as how like, you know, I was wanting to bring dance into, yeah. you know, the food industries too. And when that happened, I, I, be, I started realizing more and more that this is probably the route I'm going to take because I suck at school. I'm not going to be the doctor, the lawyer, the dentist, whatever any other Asian parent wants me to be. Um, so I kind of honed in on that. I continue holding in on that. Uh, but what I ended up, slowly building was that this this kind of like a uh, hard shell to myself that I don't think anybody could tell me otherwise I think and by tell me otherwise I meant like prove myself to anybody that said I couldn't do anything mm-hmm. and at that point in my mind when I was selling I was making some decent money at that time it was people telling me oh you can't finish you're not gonna be able to finish high school you're not gonna be able to finish you know college and stuff like that so at that mind I could focus much better because I started learning how to do business and I started focusing on, Oh yeah, I can finish school if I needed to. Mm. And then, you know, my parents are much older at that time and I'm older. So I kind of took that really extended college plan, but I still ended up finishing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was it the best use of my time? Probably not. Yeah. But it was something for me to prove to myself and prove to my parents that, you know what? I did apply myself back then and I, and I, and it didn't work out for me then. But now that I'm much more mature and I have a lot more skills, and if I really wanted to apply myself, I could have done it if I wanted to. So maybe the pressures that you put on me back then, the expectations and comparing me to my siblings wasn't the best thing to do yeah. because now, look, like I'm much more mature and I can kind of figure it out. Right. And so I finished college. And then when the day that I graduated college, uh, my dad actually told me, I cannot believe you graduated college we didn't even think you were going to graduate high school. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. in my mind, I was like, you know yeah. what? Okay. So that part of my saga of life is done. Like I've completed the whole, the holy grail of task of, you know, like be the Asian kid that graduated college at least, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. And then, then my parents were completely satisfied. And then I kind of just mosey on over to like the pure entrepreneurial world. You know what I mean? Dude, that's really good. All right. So um, when you said you figured out you had a knack for business selling, yeah. you know, slinging licorice at yeah. school, uh, that's yeah, that that's like you know lemonade stand stuff, right? So yeah. that's like kind of super beginner, and then you have these multi million dollar businesses, and there's like there's yeah. a huge gap in between that. Yeah. that I, yeah. That's very interesting. 
Um, did you have any subjects at school that you were naturally good at, like say math? Because when I think business, I think, <laughs> oh, you must be good with numbers. Yeah, yeah. That Everybody thinks you? that. You know what? Yeah. I am decent at quick math. Okay. So I can do like regular basic calculations, but that's obviously, it took a lot of time to figure that out. Right. On an academic level, I suck at math, man. Like I stopped at like geometry, like yeah. the very bare minimum of math. Yeah. It would give me like college. I was like math 101. You yeah. know what I mean? I was math 100 then. For you know, sure. I was just yeah. barely cutting slim with math because at some point, like I always have, I have this funny like thinking that I talk to people about like, when they started adding letters to math, it just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, stop. Numbers and letters should not go. Yeah, like don't, dude. <laughs> Two like, different subjects. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, don't do that. You. Yeah. So that, at that point, I just checked out with math. And, yeah. uh, English, whatever. Uh, history, horrible. Like all the, every single subject you can think of in school. It's just Dang. not my thing. Did you feel um, for, I guess, in your upbringing, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you said you're a middle child. You're, I'm sure your folks, just like you said, typical Asian parents put a strong emphasis on education. Yeah. And I'm sure that fell on you too, where maybe it just might not have like gelled well with you. Maybe yeah, you kind of rebelled against it. But somewhere, like you said, you know, in high school where you felt like, okay, I'm, you're starting to find what you're interested in. You're starting to see like, well, I do enjoy being able to, you know, find good product and sell it and mm-hmm. flip a profit. And yeah. then, you know, you started seeing that you're into this car culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you went to, co- what, 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 what college did you go to? I went to Orange Coast College and okay. then Cal State Fullerton. Were you, did you have a declared major? Was it business? No, see, so everybody thinks I'm a business major. Yeah, yeah. But what I ended up doing going to college was that, I mean, like I said, I just took the easiest major that was available. So Which was what? it was in communications. <laughs> so I chose communications. Yeah. Because at that point, I'm smarter now. So I'm like, dude, uh-huh. I just need to get out of here. Yeah. So give me communications. And then they're all like, okay, pick a, you know, focus. Yeah. And I was looking at the focuses. I was like, dude, I can't use any of these. Like, yeah. So in my head, I was thinking, let me just pick one that I could use for any sure. business or any career I do in the life. So I end up doing uh, uh, advertising. Okay. Yeah. All very relevant stuff. Communications, so, advertising, big part yeah. of business. A lot of people think I did marketing, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But what they did know that, what they don't know is that marketing, you have to have a, a business, like business <laughs> yes, marketing. I was like, I'm not doing oh, that. Hell no, dude. Yeah. I was like, because there's math again. That's was like, really good. That. So you, in your mind, you were just like, I just need to get out of college, get my. I just need to do it and get out. Finish. Because at that point, you know what? In in high school, I was already making like pretty good money mm-hmm. for a kid that age because. When I, what I figured out is when I got into the car culture, people spend on cars like yeah. to, to fix up their cars, yeah. right? So like this first car I bought um, back in the day when I was like 16, 17, I bought it, I fixed it up a little bit, and then I sold it. Yeah. And I made like, uh, whatever, 800 bucks, yeah. you know, or 1,000 bucks back then for a kid that yeah. age. And it was a lot of money to me, but I realized like I could do that again right. and at the end and again. And it's okay. almost just like the licorice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of licorice, it was a car now. Right. And then throughout my whole high school, uh, high school career, I just ended up doing that over and over and over. So I was at some point, I was just making like $1,000 a week in high school. And that was a lot of money to me. But I had yeah. nothing to spend it on really yeah. either because I'm a high school kid. So it just kind of developed from there. So I kind of built up a nest egg. You know, I paid my way through my own college too and then moved out early and did all this stuff. And when I actually got to college, that's why I took the extended college plan because I really del- slowed down how I was finishing college and focused at the same t- at the same rate of doing business and, and doing college and honing in on my craft while just doing this for my parents to get it over with because, mm-hmm. you know, 
it seems like a lot of work and it was, but it satisfied me and it satisfied what I wanted to accomplish at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. that's, that's where hard work has to be put out to get done. Thanks. So you you took that same model of, of flipping licorice into a profit to buying cars, fixing them up, flipping that for a profit. Mm-hmm. All the while, were you really good at managing your finance, like saving and all that? You know, I was a pretty decent at saving at that time. Because I was enough to save, I had enough to save up for my whole college tuition. That's dope. And saving was an interesting for me because I didn't grow up with a lot of money, so I didn't know what to do with a lot of money when I had it. You know what I mean? And when you're that young, you don't live that lavish life yet. Yeah. But it just—I guess I learned how to balance the two. Yeah. As as in, like you know, I have money now. What do I do with the money? Do I take that money and put it back into my business or do I spend it on whatever I want? Yeah, yeah. And then I, what I ended up doing was just I got addicted to building the business. So I kept on re, you know, reinvesting it over and over and over and just, just build this nest egg of mine. But it sucked because when I got to college, I almost blew all my money that I made. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to almost start from scratch, but right. it was okay because I was kind of doing something for you know, the sacrifice that my parents put out for me. Were, were you always disciplined like that? Or did you learn that from your parents, like learning how to save and... You know, and all that, uh, or was that just a part of your personality? You know, I don't know where it specifically came from. Like Asians in general are kind of like savers most of mm. the time. Uh, my parents definitely were the like saving kind of like let's save the money, let's let's just live at the bare minimum, and that's a lot. I'm sure a lot of that is where it came from, right. and where I, I got it from, but. Nothing specifically to me, like I didn't, I wasn't always like a, you know, saver. Like when I want to spend, like I spend on what I want right. essentially, yeah. but I always figure out like, you know, I can always make more money at the end of the day. That's dope. Yeah. I, I feel, you know, as you're talking about, um, you know, you looked at how your parents kind of lived their lives, kind of living on the bare minimum. And uh, I'm sure that probably rubbed off on you even without you realizing like on a subconscious level. Right. Yeah. And, um, I think that's interesting to me because at that age, like for myself, mm-hmm. when I was in high school and I got my first job, I looked at everything that I felt like I was deprived of as a child yeah, yeah. when you know I wanted to buy that toy or yeah. I wanted to buy the cool clothes and all that stuff yeah. that my mom wouldn't buy me. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I got money, mm-hmm. what do you think the first thing I did was? like I oh, went and right. bought all the stuff that I wanted. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, once I got my first credit card, completely stupid yeah, on, yeah. I didn't even know what interest was. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh, if I swipe, I get to take it home right now and yeah, I'll yeah. pay it later. Yeah. And no one told me about interest on so maxing out my credit cards at a, you know, super young age yeah. on stupid stuff. And like, I, I kind of just had to learn it the hard way, you yeah. know, but um, I always get very interested where were people who were in the same position as myself at that age who decided to go the other way, be like, no, I'm going to save it. I don't need to buy this stuff right now. Yeah. Um, so were you, um, as you were doing this, so you were, you were going through high school, doing these car, uh, flipping cars, you paid yeah. your way through college. Did you always have this kind of goal setting um, ability? Like I w- was paying for college a goal or was that just like, oh, I, ha- I have this money. I need to pay for college. So I guess the money's going to college. Yeah. Did it I always, think I always happen in the moment? For me, I've always ended up like continually saving, saving for that, that, that day of something like that coming up where I knew already because for me, I just, I, I don't know. Early on, I figured out that like, I just need to take care of myself. Like, because yeah. There's nobody's going to pay for my life when I go forward, you know what I mean? Right, so I worked right. really hard to figure out how the hell am I going to make, you know, something of myself later on. And even for me, like, 
as I found those knacks of like, oh, I can, I, oh, I have the ability to flip, I have the ability to sell, I have the ability to do these things. I still tried out getting regular jobs. You know, like you said, I worked at like freaking the OC fair, like, yeah. you know, I worked at retail and all this stuff. So I went through the stuff trying to figure out like, what am I doing in life? Even though I could make money like flipping and doing other stuff, like I still wasn't sure even with myself at that time. Cause you know, like when you're that young, you're still discovering and figuring right. out like who you are. Yeah. And it's okay to like, you know, try a lot of things and figure out. Cause if I never did that, I would have never known like, am I good at this or I'm not good at this? Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm miraculous at this. You know what I mean? So I tried all those tears, but the beauty of that, that now what, how, who I am and what I am, I'm a huge advocate for experience. Mm. And when you get experience in, in so many industries, so many fields, you'll always have this core like skill trait from yourself. You know what I mean? Whatever you have. And then you can always take it to all these industries and see which one matches, you know, because one right. day, you know, it's just going to match and link up perfectly. Right. And, you'll, and while you're going through these experiences, you find out some like, yeah, you're not good at. But what you end up really doing is that you're picking up new skills all along the way. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, even though it's just like a big failure or whatever the case is that these skills that you pick up like little bits and pieces will kind of redefine you over and over until you finally fit that match one. And that match one is kind of what you end up doing for the rest of your life or what makes Dude. you happy and all yeah. that good stuff. You know what I mean? That's good, man. That's really true. Um, so when you finished college, uh, did you already have this sort of, I can't wait till I finish college because as soon as that's done, I'm going to go do this. Was there was there like a this thing that you were going for? At the end of college, I or closer to the very end of it, I contemplated not even finishing. And I know like a lot of people nowadays, the same exact position. Yeah. I hear all the time. And I say like, if you're in the position to do it, and nobody's really watching you or waiting for you. Like, yeah, just do it. Finish college if it's only like a short time span. You know, like only six months, whatever, right. a year. Just to finish it, obviously. No reason. But for me, like, I think in my head, like, if you have the ch opportunity, the chances, the the scenarios to actually do something else. I mean, college is not going anywhere. It's mm. going to be there forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. These opportunities, chances, and experiences, like, they're always coming and going. So you never want to give those up. Mm. in a sense and if you can do both obviously best case scenario so yeah. I ended up doing, doing a lot of mixture of all three of them what was the first um, maybe sort of official business venture that you you went towards that you went at right out of or after college and all that after college um, yeah, there's been so many of them it's like <laughs> a blur like thing because I've gone through like so many industries yeah that after college it had to be when I was like 20 it had to be like either either apparel, either real estate, or web design, like somewhere in that realm. Like there's wild. just there's so many of them. Yeah, you just you just named three completely yeah. separate <laughs> industries. So that's that's also really interesting. Yeah. How how does one approach industries that you are not? necessarily versed in mm -hmm. such as apparel to real estate to car culture to food like that those are all like people study years and years yeah, to yeah. be a real estate agent yeah, or yeah. a fashion designer you know yeah. what i mean but you were just like i want to get into this industry and start a business in that and i'm not versed in this world so how do you approach um industries that are super random from each yeah. other and able to still create successful business in that you know like uh, i'm Everybody faces this challenge, you know what I mean? They come into something new. Nobody knows what they're good at until they actually try something, right? 
So what end up like those industries that I, I listed to you, they could have started as hobbies. They could right. have started as interests or they could have seen like whatever the case scenario, whatever it was. Uh, for me, like I always go back to like, you know, what I, you yourself is like a tool, right? You have, you know, multi, you're, you're good at sales. You're good at, you know, dancing. You're good at, you know, video and, and audio and all this stuff. Okay. So you have all these tools and then now you're interested in this industry so the real premise here is that you sit here and you think like, okay, what can I do in this industry mm. that I can use my, you know, Swiss Army knife in that industry? So that's what I end up always doing. Like, luckily, like my skill set is very general in a sense that like I can kind of crossbreed it over to those those uh, different categories, which is the same thought process I have when I was choosing that communications advertising scenario. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I just chose one that I could use everywhere. Yeah. So very, some people are very specific. Like, oh, I only. I only can dance. Yeah. But there's a business aspect to it. You know, can right. you, you want to be a dancer or you want to be building a business around dance? Right. You know what I mean? So like, and then you start figuring out like, you know, I actually can do the business part of it and I can dance. You know what I mean? But you, and then like, let's say like you want to do clothing all of a sudden. You have nothing to do with clothing. Yeah. But then you start learning like, okay, well, since I could dance and I could do business, let me just take that business part of it and then bring it over to apparel. Okay. And then using that skill trade, like, oh, let's say you're really good at organizing or whatever the case, or you figure out, like, I'm good at management and stuff like that. You can figure out, like, oh, okay, this is what apparel needs to do. So whatever I did in dance, whatever I did in business, I could take it over to apparel. And when I get to apparel, now let, let's pick and choose what parts I can do. And the parts I can't do, I got to learn now. And that's right. like the experience. And it might work out, it might not work out. Right. So that's what I end up doing over and over for all these industries. A lot of them, luckily for me, are something that I was interested in already. And maybe it was a hobby. I always felt like I could learn anything. But when I was doing it back then, there was no like, there wasn't too much like internet. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was totally. Just, it was way different time. Nowadays, yeah. you can learn to do anything yeah. you want. There is nothing you cannot do anymore. Right, right. But back then, it was just much more difficult because the trial and tribulations of like learning to do it and then failing yeah. and then yeah. learning to do it and failing and yeah. asking for help because there was no like, oh, da 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 How day. old are you? I'm 35. 35. Yeah. Okay, so we're in the same generation. Yeah. Okay. So um, okay, so... We keep throwing around this term business and, um, you know, for the sake of like the person who's listening, but you guys keep saying business, business, I'm good at business. What does that mean? How does, yeah. how does one become good at this term called business? Yeah. What would you say, you know, in like the very basic form yeah. of being quote unquote good at business? Mm-hmm would mean what like on a very basic level i mean we the the thoughts could be like oh good with crunching numbers or yeah, whatever yeah, it may yeah. people may think it is mm-hmm. but in your opinion to like the basic good businessman is skilled at doing what i think a good business person is versatile that's it mm. like you got to be able to adapt and kind of those kind of scenarios but versatility is number one or on the whole completely flip side, you're just laser focused at one really good thing. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? So it could be either or side, you know, there's no right or wrong. But because I know some people that are just really good at one thing and great for them. They're great at business. But some people are like me, like kind of Swiss Army-ish. So they, they're they're good at many things, but not the greatest at all of them. You know what I mean? Right. So like I mean, jack of all trades choose, yeah, sort exactly. of thing. Right, right. Exactly. That's good. So that's like the core business to me. Yeah. Essentially. I love it. And, and um it's funny to me that you said that we chose, you know, communications and, and advertising as kind of like that. Oh, that's just, let me just do something, get out of here and 
you know, maybe I'll be able to take some of this, you know, with me, yeah. you know, wherever I'm at. But when I think about when you say business and, um, you know, adaptability and, and, and that's absolutely the ability to communicate and, yeah. and knowing and understanding people. Mm -hmm. Because I think in any scenario of whatever industry, it involves people. Yeah. <laughs> you're dealing with people no matter what industry you're in, whether mm -hmm. you're dealing in the medical field to rocket science to apparel, like people are involved in all of those things. Yeah. Sure, there's there's specific skills and know-how that you need to have that pertains directly to the product or whatever the services that you're providing or trying to create. Yeah. But ultimately, you need to know how to interact with people to get the best out of people. Um, and I think, you know, so having that communication skill knowing like sociology and psychology knowing how to like okay if i need to get this done and i'm not able to do it myself i need to be able to find the person who can get it done and yeah. be able to approach them in such a way or manage them in such a way where it can get done in a you know efficient manner in the best you know uh work environment you know creating that cultural co corporate culture that you want to create yeah. but communication is everything in yeah, that yeah. so like yeah, lucky i majored yeah that's what i'm saying i mean you kind of was like oh i just did whatever so i can get out of it but it's like man i think absolutely that was probably a core sort of value yeah, yeah. that you've taken from college and took it to every other field that yeah you've been it's funny because so my first one of my first college classes was public speaking right uh-huh and i went to that class it was like a whatever basic like class going towards calm and i came to that class and we had this big circle and then the first assignment was, oh yeah, write a whatever, 10 minute thing, a speech about yourself. And just for me being myself, like this is how different it is now. Like I was, I got so scared in that first assignment that I dropped the class because mm. I, there was only a group of 30 people, but I just, in my mind, I couldn't just like process it and I dropped that class. And that just shows like, you know, the, the, the how different you can be from that to this and that was like my first time out of like high school because you know like you're so clicky in high yeah. school and now i see all these do new random people so there's like those kind of hurdles and circumference like calm is so important that i obviously am not like professionally trained in calm but it is so important that because that ends up being like the, num the number one uh, biggest fear in is public speaking to people you yeah. know what i mean and i see it because like just people aren't good at communication is right. and without communication you can't do business you can't have relationships you can't know so there's like levels to it and if you can master communication dude you're like you're like up there you're already ready to go <laughs> into any industry you yeah, want because now you yeah. know it's a good trait to have it's a good yeah, skill that's amazing man yeah. um you you mentioned um the importance of uh being willing to try everything mm -hmm. right and uh for instance something like public speaking um Someone may just be like, oh, I have a fear of public speaking, so I just won't do it, you know? Yeah. And then um, people have fears of all sorts of things. People mm -hmm. have fear of failure as much as they do a fear of success, you know, mm -hmm. because it's the unknown. If I yeah. try it, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep it going mm -hmm. and all that. Um, one, I guess, did you as a child have that sort of try everything mentality? You know, as a child, I, I think because I was so into mischief like getting in trouble and doing like random stuff <laughs> yeah I, yeah obviously it yeah. seemed like yeah i just wanted to try everything and do a, do it all to see what it is but i never knew that in myself i just knew that i was willing to 
try all these things going forward even in life you know instead of just like you know putting my finger in the outlet yeah now it was just you know let me put my <laughs> finger in this new industry and yeah, <laughs> see what happens yeah. and i think a lot of people get you know they they start psyching themselves out yep. they kind of talk themselves out of it so it's kind of like a lot of psychological play like if you think about what happens in your mind when you actually go after something new like for me like i use a lot of analysis and like psychology to figure out things mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people don't do that they just react on instance yep. of like oh i'm too scared like forget it you know what i mean like so you really actually start thinking about it you're like okay well i probably could try to i could yeah. probably could do this or i could do this a little bit of it or something like that yeah. you know, and overcome those hurdles because when you actually overcome those hurdles that's actually when you're really growing or you're really learning yeah. really becoming more of your what you could be or yourself even you just never knew you never discovered it yourself yeah you know people that's, don't unlock their dope. potential i i it's so funny you talk about being like a mischievous kid. I, you know, I myself, I feel like I kind of grew up in that similar vein too. Yeah. And I didn't care about school. I didn't care about academics. I always thought I was just not smart, yeah, you know, because yeah. I guess when you don't try, you don't see results of anything that are good. So you just think you must not be smart, but exactly. you don't realize it's because you're also just not trying, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it, I, I feel like I, I was a late bloomer in terms of finding ambition mm -hmm. and, and I guess for me, um, and I'm curious to see where, where it was for you, uh, it wasn't until I actually cared about stuff mm -hmm. that I actually tried. I'm like, oh, I want to do well in this. Yeah, yeah. So let me keep trying, you know, whether yeah. it was skateboarding or dancing, you know, yeah. like I wanted it, that in my life. Yeah. And, and, I, and I hear a lot of these stories of, you know, these people who have created these amazing um, cultural phenomenon, you know, whether it be in like fashion and streetwear to food and um, tech, you know, just innovative things that are super, uh, you know, relevant and used in our culture now. And I hear, you know, from like the other podcasts, from like the How I Built This and all, like just hearing people's stories of like, yeah, I was kind of in gangs and da 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 da. Yeah. I was like, well, how did you create like Undefeated? And, you know, it's like one of the most like, you know, like successful and known sort of, you know, street cultural, you know, sneaker phenomenon and all that. Yeah. And it, it's just, I guess the encouraging thing is that there's so many ways to find your path to success mm -hmm. that doesn't have to come from conventional schooling. Mm -hmm. In, um, and I'm not knocking conventional schooling yeah, at all because yeah. I think what I value in schooling is the concept of learning to discipline yourself. That's yeah. really it. I yeah. mean, there's tons of things to learn. Sure, math and science and history and English and all that's great. And I yeah. think there's a lot of value there. But at the very base level, and that's why I think, um, you know, and I, I want to know what your thoughts towards even towards education and college is, but like, just the ability to discipline yourself and stick yeah. to something, that's a trait that you can carry on for life, yeah. you know? That's, like, I, I never even thought of it like that, but I, that sounds completely true to me. Like, they're literally just teaching you how to be disciplined right. and just come to class. That's it. That's the only thing you're really learning because at the end of the day, I, like, I'm, when I look at schooling and I'm like, dude, like, they are just teaching the wrong things to kids because... Yeah. Like you don't learn about taxes. <laughs> just about to say, well, what, you learn about, what happened to taxes 101? <laughs> but you learn about parallelograms. Like, what, right. the, what did I ever use that again? Like, never. Dude, that's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. Yeah. So I, I, I believe, like, just the curriculum itself is kind of weird already. Uh, I don't know how it is nowadays, but it just, to me, it doesn't feel like you're, it's preparing you for life, except, you know, learning to dedicate yourself to one thing your whole life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, let me just learn to 
go to school or do school for the first, you know, 18 years of my life yeah. and figure it out from there. You know, everything yeah. else was kind of like, uh, like, I guess, yeah, some people were like those history and like bio. Yeah, they, I mean, they love that stuff. Cool. It's for some people. And yeah, I you know people who stuff. want to really search down a field of, you know, maybe even being a teacher, becoming a teacher yeah, or yeah. professor. I'm like, yeah, sure. You need to know all those things. Yeah, but yeah. I think, um, yeah, it, I, I'm learning so much just through life experience and, yeah. and how I view it. I mean, sure, I, I, I did college. I graduated, did the whole thing. But I think I did it because I felt like I just needed to finish it. That was just something to yeah, check yeah. off in my life. And then I didn't realize until later, like, what skills I actually acquired from doing all that. It was mainly just the disciplinary side of yeah. it slash um, being able to commit yeah. and more so what I did, like, especially in college, what I did outside of the classroom, yeah. social groups and, yeah. you know, learning to be a part of like, you know, I was a part of a dance team, you know, and uh, learning leadership there, learning how to put yourself out there to like put out choreography and teach your team. And, mm -hmm. and in some sense, there's leadership that's being taught mm -hmm. there without you even realizing it yeah, and yeah. putting yourself out there like kind of overcoming your own fears, whether it be public speaking or standing on stage in front of thousands of people dancing, you know what I yeah. mean? And putting your choreography out there. And there's so much that's happening there within, you know, in the background that you don't even realize. And then that sets you up for ambitions even after you leave college and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's a very interesting time. And in, I think in anybody's life there, you're really vulnerable to, to, you know, accepting new data, you know, analyzing your own life, like seeing what's out there. Like you're, all these things are happening at the same time. So it's like, it is good to just explore, you know what I mean? And see what, what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you feel like. And, and when you, when you actually look at college itself, I'm, I'm sure it's completely different now. Yeah. Like I, now I, I feel like if I was going to go to college again, it literally be like just a socializing network, <laughs> yeah. networking thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let me just network the hell out of this yeah. thing and then see who I can meet. And totally. these, you know, those connections mean something later on Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's just such a different time, man. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine. How do you, how, how would you define the term entrepreneur? Entrepreneur? Dude, it's, it's so tough because since entrepreneur is trending so hard right yeah. now, it's, it's a buzzword. It's yeah, a hot it's word. It's a buzzword. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. You know, people are like, there's there's real entrepreneurs and then there's the Instagram entrepreneurs. Let's talk about it. Like, what is a real entrepreneur <laughs> versus an Instagram entrepreneur? You know, I I don't. It doesn't have anything to do with like a follower account. It has nothing yeah. to do with likes. Yeah. You know, I think it's just a it's a self kind of prophecy that you set yourself up for. An entrepreneur is kind of like something that you know, if you feel like you've accomplished something on your own. And you created some sort of success because success definitions to me and you are all completely different. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that little kid that sold the licorice, that's an entrepreneur. He's mm -hmm. successful to him, mm -hmm. but you know, views and opinions. It really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's, it's about you. And, yeah. and when you feel yourself like, yeah, I am entrepreneur, that community gives you that kind of like the spirit and like the, the self-confidence to continue on. And you might become the really big entrepreneur or the really small one. But at the end of the day, it's just whatever you feel inside. Like it, entrepreneur isn't a status quo. It is just something that you feel and you know that you've accomplished yourself. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like the guy that draws a piece of paper and then sells it or creates something, like those are all entrepreneurs to me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just creating, selling. You know, there's so many facets of yeah. it. Like they all line up together. Um, there's basic stuff that are, are entrepreneur-ish. But 
I think nowadays it's just like it's been so clouded with all this like you know TV yeah. and Instagram and all this stuff to be like what is an entrepreneur now like nobody can even define it really because it's just all over the place you know everybody has their own definition of it now and for me like it's really hard for younger individuals even to or older individuals to sit there and be like am I an entrepreneur yet like is that really the goal yeah, at the end of the yeah. day like is not really like you have like this business and most of the time obviously it's business mm-hmm. and you have this business you have this goal you want to create something you want to do something you want to offer something and then when you can do it even if one person buys it one person believes in it then to me i mean you're an entrepreneur to yeah. me like just yeah. go for it dude and as it grows and grows and grows like it becomes bigger and then all of a sudden yeah plenty of people verify you're an entrepreneur now which yeah. is great but that hurdle from one person believing you to a hundred people believing you like that could change immensely if you don't believe in yourself first. So that's why like for me to call somebody or this is like the, you know, one, two, three punch list for entrepreneurs, like impossible. Like sometimes I don't even think I'm an entrepreneur, but I was able to figure it out and do it on my own. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, I'd say like it's a cruel world out there and yeah, there's support I, out there. I, I like, I like how you um, kind of simplified it because it, it's kind of, yeah, it is, in some ways subjective, you know, you, you mentioned the kid who's selling licorice, technically an entrepreneur, yeah. but you know, how sustainable is that going to be for your whole life selling pieces of licorice? So yeah. you, you evolve that into yeah. something that's kind of maybe a, a level above that, you know, and to create sus- something sustainable for, yeah. you know, lifetime. And you, I like how you mentioned the whole, it's not your follower account, it's not your, your likes, um, which is very true. But then, you know, I think you even mentioned, um, <clears throat> you said adaptability and our, our, the times are always going to move forward. You mm-hmm. know, uh, what's hot now is probably not going to be hot in 10 years. Right. Yeah. And what the, 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 the means of, you know, getting your business or your product out there is probably not going to look the same as it does right now, you know? Yeah. And so being able to stay current, um, and, uh, know what, the trends are not this, not trends just for the sake of being cool, mm-hmm. but being kind of like in some ways ahead of the curve to kind of being able to predict and being able to feel like, I think this is the next thing that's going to be uh, important for whether it's marketing or whether it's creating yeah. a product that's going to serve a, a need or something like that. Yeah, it's like forecasting essentially. Forecasting. Yeah. And, and I think it's just, you said the adaptability. I think that yeah. is, that's key. I think that's kind of a key thing that stood out to me with what you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just being able to kind of train and exercise that muscle. And I guess it's just like anything else. If you you can only keep it sharp the more you're aware of it yeah. and then the more you exercise it and, and kind of study it and work that that muscle out right yeah i mean it, and that's a part of like trying everything and doing because you're challenging yourself over and over again yeah. like like people that sit at a desk nine to five they're like what are you challenging yourself right, you know right, what i mean let me yeah. sit at this desk for 10 hours now right. 12 hours like so <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like you know when you set your mind to that kind of you open up your mind to that kind of scenario yeah you're really able to let your mind breathe and, and experience and try all these things. And you finally discover more about yourself. Like some parts of me, like I've just discovering now, even like from yeah, back then, I never still... knew I could do or try mm-hmm. or figure it out. And then you just build more and more confidence to the point where like I am now, I'm like, I, I, can, I feel like I can go into any industry right. and feel that I have enough skills to be like, okay, I can't do this industry specifically, but I have enough to like, start this industry and then I can figure out the rest again right. because I know I have enough skills. Like I just, whatever I I'm good at, I feel like, okay, let me figure out how I can put it in that industry first. Mm. And then the rest I can fill in. 
you uh, again you you definitely um are, are, are something standing out to me you said you gotta know what you're good at yeah simple as that you you need to know yourself first yeah. you know and i think um that's so important because yeah you're always gonna be the common denominator in every room that you're in because you're the one in that room so yeah. either you're gonna add value to what's happening there or yeah. add to the operations or or subtract from it i don't think there's i think if you're just there you're not contributing so therefore you're maybe that's not where you should should be and then right. maybe you're, you're you're better somewhere else but i think that time that you put in uh, for yourself to really know what your skills are, um, to know what your passions are, the things that um, naturally kind of light you up without you even kind of having to try. But I think that's super important for um, for you to take that time to figure that out for yourself first before mm -hmm. you try to go out and attack all these like yeah. ventures, right? Yeah, because people get impressionable. They, you know, they listen to other people telling them, like, oh, you're good at this. And then sometimes you're like, I'm not even good at that, mm -hmm. too. And you end up not being good at it because yeah. you're just listening to somebody else. Yeah. You know, Just finding and discovering yourself is a big key component in being successful in general. Yeah. You know? I think, though, too, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm curious to see what you think. But, you know, I think for somebody like me, I'm very... I'm very introspective and I, I, I'm very kind of harsh on myself, you know, mm -hmm. and I take like, you know, looks at myself I'm like, ah, oh, man, you should be better at that. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I was so good. I was better at this because I like I like how this person's good at that. Yeah, yeah. And we're very I'm so easy to compare myself. Yeah. And sometimes I may not be able to identify the strengths that I have yeah. because I'm so big on critiquing myself yeah, and criticizing yeah. myself where it will take somebody to be like, hey, I just want you to know. I think you're actually really skilled at this. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd be like, wait, really? And then, and then someone else would be like, yeah. yeah like, yeah. oh, really? So, you know, I think sometimes it's helpful to have people to kind of bounce and obviously trusted people yeah, who you, That's a big one. Yeah, who know yeah, you well. I think in well. general public, they'll always kind of just yeah, like yeah. haters. Don't worry about like, Instagram comments. That, yeah. Those are just trolls, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. like for me, like I, have, I work with a lot of younger individuals. Yeah. Like when I see them working or doing a couple of things, like for like, let's say a week or a couple of days, I can tell right away, you're going to be good at this. Right. So then and I can just help guide them to that direction. And like, yeah. hey, I think you're good at this. Let me put you in a position for your, so your abilities can shine. And you can see that. You'll start seeing that because they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, but then, then there's some that, you know, we talk about and I look at them. And I'm like, oh, you know what you're good at already. So let's continue building right, that. And right. then maybe you'll discover something new. Or I'll discover something new, but you gotta like really use trusted people, right. people that have been accomplished or know what they're doing, yeah. or have that they're that ability. They know they have that ability to kind of see the special skill in somebody, and then say, "Hey, this is what you're good at." I think. Yeah. You know I mean, so it, yeah. it takes the right person to actually totally. be that person to tell you. Totally. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on the store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K. At checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at kinesthetic brand. Um, you call yourself a serial entrepreneur. What, what does that mean? I think it's just, like you said, like I am across a couple industries, multiple yeah. industries. And serial entrepreneurs just pretty much like I'm addicted to like creating, building you know, and selling even. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, for me, like it's multiple at the same time kind of thing, or it's multiple at concurrent time. It's not just, I'm con content with one. It's not to say that I'm overloaded, but my focus is 
on entrepreneurism as in like just creating more and more and more, mm. but within my, you know, bandwidth essentially. Yeah. You know yeah. Right? yeah. Cause I know a lot of serial entrepreneurs are just serial, just creating crap and crap, yeah. and crap yeah. And yeah. more crap. You know what I mean? And for me, it's like, I'm trying to produce quality, quality, quality. Yeah. But my mind's never just stuck on one thing over and over. Like it's always running to figure out like how I can do more better. Yeah. Uh, with different categories, different niches. Like, I guess for me, like a big thing that I I see is like opportunity, and that's a skill trait in itself. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people just look past opportunity, like they'll or experience. You know what I mean? They'll they'll just kind of be like so focused on like oh the situation I'm in right now, and the real ability for somebody to be successful is like just being able to see opportunity and seize opportunity. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I I know I toy with the word like serial entrepreneur but as time has gone on i've almost redefined in my own head that i'm not a serial entrepreneur i'm a serial mm. opportunist that's it because there's more opportunity now than even i can create in my own head right. of being an entrepreneur you know because entrepreneur is like something stems from you yeah now it's like so much opportunity everywhere like i'm just going to take advantage of opportunity now mm. you know because at that point like when you do that the the ray of like things to do is so much wider because when you're sitting there thinking, like, I'm an entrepreneur, what can I create? Like, that's different. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's either passion now or is it just, like, you're focusing on trying to create something. Like, what is it? But opportunity, if you keep your eyes open, yeah. there's a lot everywhere, left and right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the connections to be built and, and made is, like, you learn more that way, I think. And just keep Because it, it keeps your mind a little bit more open than yeah. just, like, this is it. And then there's obviously there's time for, like, you know, this is it. Sure. Because right? then yeah. that's your own personal thing. You know totally. what I mean? Yeah, so I kind of redefine, like, though, I feel like I'm just, like, a serial opportunist now. Yeah, man, I love it. It makes a lot of sense. Um, So out of the bunch of different, you know, industries and businesses that you've created, Mm -hmm. um, and as I was kind of looking down, you know, just kind of the list of it, they're, they're like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's in the food industry, but there's a unique twist to that. Like, yeah. oh, that's in like, you know, the, the, you know, fitness industry. There's mm-hmm. a unique twist to that. Yeah. So you, you have this ability to create something that fits the category uh-huh. of an industry that may be sort of traditional and whatnot, yeah. but you have a, a, a non-traditional approach yeah, yeah. Um, to it. And you mentioned earlier that experience is so big for you right mm-hmm. to create a unique experience mm-hmm. and a real one not mm-hmm. not just fabricate it to make it hype and to so it could be posted on instagram but um so do you approach uh i guess each venture that you 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 entertain do you approach it in a way where you think of how am i going to kind of disrupt the traditional way that something is viewed and how do i put a unique twist or is that something that just kind of organically happens um, I mean, like even like right now for afters, like I don't do any more of like the actual like day to day stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my planning is like forecasting and the kind of the vision of the brands. So, yeah, I hate to say visionary, but you know that's what end up that's what I end up kind of trying to create with with all the new brands that I'm doing. And how I see it is that when you have these brands or whatever you're trying to come out with, you got two choices pretty much. One, you're either gonna do what everybody has done before but you do it really well or number two is that you're going to forecast out and predict what is going to be the next hot thing mm-hmm. or trend, you know? So mm-hmm. you pick one or two routes, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? The best is like when you can get both of them to combine right. together because then you get 
you know, get struck by lightning because that you had the highest probability of success. Yeah. So when I'm going through these new businesses, I kind of think of like, what is the, what can I do to give this new business or this, you know, this new concept, the highest level of success. And then I start thinking about, okay, well, I use a lot of psychology at that point, And I'm like, Hey, well, if I'm a consumer, what would I want out of this? And then I kind of use all the experiences that I had to understand like, Oh, wait, like, so if I had this kind of type of thinking and I'm bringing it over to the industry, like, it's almost like, you know how some people say like when you have a fresh set of eyes on it or mm-hmm. a different outlook or mm-hmm. thing, like that's literally me. I'm taking myself out of the element yeah. and putting it and looking at it from a different angle because I came from this industry and I'm looking at it this way. And I was able to see things that people don't see or know, understand things that people don't understand because I'm using a lot of psychology in it also, like how the human mind thinks and works, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I feel like when you kind of tap into that, it's just like, it's this key component to like, how can I get you to buy this car at the very end of the day? It's because mm-hmm. like, I got to figure out how you're thinking before you're even thinking it, you know what I mean? Mm. And when you kind of tap into that skill, like you, it gives you like this weird like, ability to kind of figure out more before people want to uh question or ask about it you know what i mean so it's like good examples of afters right like yeah. what did people really want from an ice cream or dessert place you know mm-hmm. what i mean they wanted a better aesthetics they wanted you know a lifestyle orientation to it they wanted good flavors you know they wanted you know this nightlife because dessert you know they wanted cool i mean it was a lot of components that i put together to be able to develop a concept like that where it resonated and it obviously took it took off and it was a hit. Uh, but those are like the thought processes that I was going through when I was trying to create a new brand mm-hmm. with using all the experience that I've had. Like, cause I incorporated a lot of fashion industry off the bat and a lot of retail and a lot of home, uh, home design, interior design in there mm-hmm. and learning how to flip and construction and real estate, all this stuff was combined all into afters from like, you know, how do you take real estate fashion uh, and all these other industries and throw it into a, a food industry concept. Mm. You know what I mean? That's how it was. Like, yeah, now you yeah. can see like the connection to totally. all of that yeah. to create something that was like, oh, now, wow, like this is like, now you have the best chance of success. Go ahead, try. Mm-hmm. Like, go go out there and do your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of like the process I kind of went through to understand like why it's so important to to develop in my head like that vision of of the, the brand and where it should be and where yeah. it should go kind of thing. Well, speaking of the phenomenon of afters, yeah. <laughs> you you turn twelve thousand dollars into a fifty billion dollar yeah. business. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. How did you do that? <laughs> I get, um, like I said, a ton of past experience. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, what I was talking about serial opportunists. Like for me, like I saw the opportunity, and when you can seize the opportunity and do it right, obviously you'll be successful and there's success there. So the scenario is just, I'm a just dessert lover, you know, yeah. like a sweet tooth, crazy guy, orange County's extra sleepy. And when I started putting the pieces together and the story I have is, you know, eating at a restaurant and everybody's, you know, loitering outside in the parking lot. So obviously I want dessert and nowhere to go. And then just like these little pieces just clicking together in my head, like, like, Oh, there's opportunity here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let me take it. Right. So then, you know, I just casually thinking like, I need a dessert place in Orange County that's late night. And then all of a sudden, two or three years later, there's timing. You know, timing is obviously everything. Yep. You know, when you're, I'm free at this moment for to do a concept. I see this big wave of food coming in. Nobody really wants to do anything else but go eat now. 
and then I'm much older and I'm actually capable of people are people are taking me more seriously, like landlords and stuff like that. Sure. Cause for our time, like we're the first generation that actually people took us more yeah, seriously when yeah. we're not 40 plus. Right. And I kind of just put all of it together and like, okay, now I have this big bag of t- stuff that I've been thinking about for two or three years. Let me just put it all together, these thoughts. And then like, let me push it out to the world and see if they like it. You know what I mean? And it was a success. And I used the same kind of tools and tactics that I was telling you about, like, bringing everything I knew to the food industry. Right. Now, like I got this big pool of stuff that I know what can I use in this industry for food? You know right, what I mean? Right. So then I was like, okay, let me put design into that. Let me put lifestyle. Let me put experience. Let me put some like thinking all this like psychology, like analyzing how to put all this together mm-hmm. and then having a great concept with the two paths of like, you either do something really good or you can forecast out what's going to be trending mm-hmm. and put it together. And all of a sudden now we have this super successful uh, after his ice cream brand yeah. that kind of resonated with the audience so purely and like it was authentic, you know, because yeah. I was a consumer too. And when it worked out, I just realized that, you know what, that methodology works for me. Mm. And I just put it on repeat for all these other businesses over and over and over. And then every single time I did it, like it just worked. It just worked. It just worked. So uh, it made me have like a formula for myself, like, I think this is how it's done now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had, it took me how many, 30 something, 30 years to figure that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even with all these experiences that I've had and all the success I had in the past, like doing another thing like retail and creating a brand that's actually notable, uh, to much more wider audience, I was able to figure out like, you know, I do have this different ability where I can kind of just grab all these components, put it together you know, clean it up and then give it, re-give it to you. Cause ice cream, I didn't create ice cream. Yeah. I didn't pioneer ice yeah, cream. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like the guy that said, you know, this is a touchscreen phone. You know, everybody has touchscreen phone, but yeah. how do I make it cooler? Right. You know what I mean? Like Steve Jobs is kind of like a idealist in my head. Like he saw the opportunity, you know, he gave it a facelift. He put whatever knowledge mm-hmm. he knew on this and he gave it to the world. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's what we want, actually. Right, right. You know what I mean? They, yeah. It's like giving people what they they didn't know they wanted. Wow, that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's kind of like redesigning and repackaging something that you know that people already like, but yeah. it's like, here's how I'm going to make you love it yeah, <laughs> and, and, and better than the, the next guys. Yeah, right? like, it's, it's, yeah. Kinja's is a good example, you know what I mean? Like, you guys didn't create dancing, yeah. but you give it a brand, aesthetics, a vibe, a lifestyle, and people just connect to it more, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And it's weird that almost every industry you can kind of do that nowadays. So when you start developing all these like all these entrepreneurs and so they're creating brands and stuff like that, they just sometimes I think like they just take too many shortcuts mm. in creating the brands, you know, and they don't think it well enough through. Like when I think of a concept or a brand, an idea or something, like it's on my mind twenty four seven, and I'm adding to it all the way to the very end. Mm. But I'm also looking at it at 10 different angles. You right. know what I mean, like sometimes younger entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs, just like, they're like, Oh, this is me. This is what I want to do. This is my mm-hmm. thing. And that kind of might hurt them in the end because it's not them that's buying the product. They don't want to sell the product to anybody else. They just want, you know, everybody else is out there that's looking at it. It's going right. to have their own opinion. So you have to kind of try to place yourself outside over and over and over. Mm. And if you can get a lot of people to say yes, then it's more than likely that it's going to be a successful thing. You know what I mean? It's good. Uh, when was uh, Afters established? Five years ago. Five years ago. And how many locations do you guys have now? 28. 28. Yeah. Is that, and that's all just California? 
California only right now. Wow. Yeah. What, where do you guys reach uh, from, like, what, NorCal to SoCal? or where uh, you guys San Diego all the way to L.A. To L.A. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I mean, I, I see just new ones popping up all over, man. It's, yeah. it's really dope to see. And I remember when you guys opened up Fountain Valley and I, I went to the grand opening of that. I mean, that itself, the experience of just the lines, yeah. you know, and then for me seeing that, I was like, yo, this is a cultural phenomenon, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like this is like a new Jordan release right now or yeah. something. It was, you know, it's funny because... Like it's all I talk a lot of like psychology and stuff like that. Yeah. Like when you actually think of the psychology behind it, it's it's the FOMO, like, totally. like pure FOMO. Like yeah. if every single one of your <laughs> friends is talking about it, you're not there. Like yeah. yeah, come on, I have to go now. Like yeah. you know, it was like a really strong rolling effect. I think I think social media for sure had oh, yeah. a huge huge play in it because it was just like very getting ramped up at that point five years ago, and I think that food industry started infiltrating inf- totally. Instagram big time. And it was just like really, really good timing. You know, there's luck, there's timing, and then there's execution. And yeah, you hit all three marks, man. You're on. Yeah, you mentioned psychology a lot. Do, did you do you actively study psychology, or what do you? What do I don't you study do any kinda... psychology. The only psychology I understand is that I I look and I analyze people's thoughts, thoughts uh-huh. and thought process, and then their actions. Uh. And then for me. When you think, I think psychology, I think like just how does the brain work in a right. sense? Or like, why do you think this way? So that's my psychology is like, I'm thinking that to myself. Like, why are we doing this? Why do people react this way? Because when people do certain things for certain, certain, certain ways, I mean, there's like a, there's a natural progression, but nobody actually wants to study the natural progression. So I don't sit there and read books about it. I just watch and I see what mm. people actually really do. And then a lot of people are just like, oh, yeah, like it just kind of disappears in the background, you know yeah. what I mean? But I'm actually just like studying it <laughs> in a point. So that maybe that's the studying that I'm doing instead of right. school. I'm studying what people were doing in a sense. Right. And then learning that like, oh, they do this and they react to this. So if I make a gorgeous ice cream place, they'll take a picture of it. You know what I mean? Like people <laughs> yeah. like usually people build a gorgeous place because they want people to come. Right. But not for me. Like, like gorgeous place means gorgeous picture you know a beautiful you know a colorful product means they're gonna take a picture you know what i mean like that kind of scenario is different in my head yeah you're very observant you're a very yeah it's an observant yeah but you have to really analyze it to make sure that it makes sense you know yeah yeah um how how what kind of learner do you think you are like you know people learn by reading some people learn by you know listening yeah yeah visual like what what sort of learner do you feel like you are uh definitely Visual is predominantly helpful. Uh, heavy, I'm a heavy researcher. Okay. So like when I have any curiosity, any doubt, any like questions, I'm immediately looking looking it up just mm-hmm. to satisfy that part of me mm-hmm. in a sense. And when I want to learn something new, when I want to do something, I could literally spend like hours and hours and hours just learning about that topic, mm-hmm. that subject. As long as it's not like school stuff, like mm-hmm. it has to be something that I'm interested in. You know yeah. what I mean? Like from my own stemming, like I can't read like you know a chapter in a book um, about like whatever geography, geography mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But I can read it, you know, ten chapters about like dance if I wanted to learn how to dance. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or watch videos or yeah. do everything. So the heavy research is, I think, is like it's different when you're really into it. Yeah, if it doesn't become anything difficult anymore right, right, it just yeah. becomes like your brain just feeding your brain almost makes sense i mean when something's interesting to you you're going to be interested in whatever you yeah, heavily like, interested you know it's like feeding it, your right? brain yeah. the meal that you you totally. know like you just like you're eating food yeah i mean you mentioned um you know uh when you care about something and 
you know, like when you said dance and stuff like that. And, you know, when we did our collaboration with you guys in 2017, mm -hmm. you know, with the, the Alhambra location. Yeah. Um, you know, and the funny thing was, like, people from both the food culture love dance. Yeah. People who love to dance love food. And it's just, you know, but then for whatever reason, that sort of collaboration wasn't like, oh, yeah, dance, you know, dance brands and food companies are collaborating all the time. Yeah, and like, it was like it was normal. <laughs> it was so random, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that was what made it so fun and so cool. And, you know, yeah. talking about the whole lines around the block, I mean, we pretty much shut down Alhambra on Main Street, you yeah, know, yeah. when we did that. And that was so cool to me. And um, a part of me was also kind of nervous. I was like, this is so random. This could be a complete <laughs> failure. And like, what what were you guys thinking? Or it could just be the coolest thing. And yeah. then it was the coolest thing. Yeah. And um, and I know we're like, we're talking about doing some more stuff with you guys, yeah, you know, yeah. even in this year. Awesome. But like, I, that's what I'm saying, man. I, I really, I get super inspired by people um, who are able to see the other side of the tunnel. You know, the tunnel is like, man, this is dark. I don't know if I should go in here. Like, no one's really going in this tunnel. Yeah. But then it's just like, no, I already know. On the other side, there's light. Or on the other side, it's going to feel like this. Mm -hmm. And so you, like, screw the tunnel. Yeah, think yeah. about, visualize what, what's on the other side. And I feel like that's that's kind of, you know, from what I'm even talking to you, you're a, you're a guy who thinks about that, that other side, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, I want to create something that hasn't done because i mean i guess if you want to shape culture you can only really do it by kind of in some ways disrupting it disrupting what's kind of already happening mm -hmm. because otherwise you get lost in the noise of everything else yeah, it's yeah. like you're like every other concept or you know what i'm saying exactly and, um and that's why like man like guys like you you know are super uh, interesting to me because i'm just like man you guys are freaking risky yeah, but yeah. i love it because you know we, we're doing the same thing and i think yeah. You know, when you uh, look at even what we're doing, you know, with Kinja's, it's um, you, you said it. Dance is not we didn't invent it. You yeah. know, we, we, it's been around forever. And but here we are, you know, kind of stamping our identity in the ground. We're like, mm -hmm. but we are this in this culture and we're actually creating um, lanes that no one else has. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And so, you know, from the creation of studios to talking about creating shows to, you know, just, you know, creative business concepts and things that we want to collaborate with with different you know brands and stuff like that. that that's absolutely in our mindset where the quality obviously has to be like you said the yeah. product has to be good yeah you can make a no gorgeous picture yeah, yeah. invite you through the doors but my my product sucks that it's yeah. like you're never coming back yeah. so obviously you have to focus on um you know the quality and i love how you said there's no shortcuts to good quality product you have to put in yeah. the time and you're surprised man how many people just drop that part off and just it's like all aesthetics right it's just right. no longevity in that yeah. that's it yeah 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 man so it's it's so dope to just see how you guys are able to expand that sort of uh creativity to be like yo i'm down to take a chance on it because it, it, it seems like it's worth it yeah know? like the crossed um the crossing of the the categories in the industries was definitely a fun one for me because like there's not very many companies that i have that i'm able to to kind of mash up kind of the things that I like or hobbies or interests yeah. and then, you know, like food and then all of a sudden bringing like, you know, the whole car culture into the food industry was kind of like, that's not normal. Like, yeah. like who could, it's not, it wasn't capable of before. Like who could have that kind of influence, who could have that kind of, uh, of ability to create a community like that and put them together. And then obviously with dance too, and with apparel and do all this stuff, it's like, it was cool to be able to, 
use food as a universal tool to bring people together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these all these cultures and things to kind of link up together because it is it is fun to see like how everybody's different, but then we're all really the same at the end of the day. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. You mentioned the whole concept of, you know, FOMO and like Instagram is the, the biggest culprit for creating FOMO, right? Yeah, like yeah. everybody's on there from, yeah. you know, I got to go to Coachella because if not, then I'm the one guy that's not there <laughs> yeah. when every everything else cool in the world is happening yeah, there. Yeah. But, you know, as I definitely think there's two sides of that coin. There's a huge negativity to oh, that, yeah, you know, huge, man. Um, but, you know, when you when you do look at the other side, there is a positivity in terms of um, creating something that uh, can actually be useful and helpful. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think, you know, when you create an experience that um i mean again it comes back down to the product if you create something that's dope and if people come there and they're like they heard about it and they're like absolutely satisfied you know mm -hmm. when they experience it then yeah. like that that's great and that's yeah. like a win-win for everybody um so when you approach tons of businesses i mm -hmm. can't imagine everything succeeds right yeah, yeah like there's things that don't work out the way that you thought yeah. um so in terms of the things that don't work out the way that you expected, so things that may have failed or just not worked out, how do you approach uh, failure in general in, in that way? You know, like I've been rather lucky with the track record. I haven't had too much uh, failure in a sense. I've always, I don't know, there's a part of me that's always understood what I'm good at and what the scenario is. So when I analyze a situation that I'm in, I always try to fail safe myself, at least for the plan, to remove myself from the element or the business or whatever before it starts sinking down. And I've been lucky enough to be able to do that every scenario, exit scenarios. And for me, like the failure list is very low, but the ones that I've done and had, it was um, it was a lot of things mm -hmm. about like you know communications. What you're talking about, like mm -hmm. just understanding what everybody is good at. These are like just things that I've learned along the way when, when I've experienced those scenarios, like knowing what you're good at, knowing what other people are good at and the mesh and compatibility of, of things. And business itself is just like a wild roller coaster, man. Like you can't predict anything, you know, nothing is guaranteed in these scenarios. If it was, everybody would be doing it. So you kind of just have to, every time you're, you got beaten down over and over and over, you kind of just have to move past because once you pass that, that hurdle, it's like you learned that it's not always about success. It's about learning Yeah. in the, in the, in that scenario, like anything that I've ever had that wasn't a pure success, like afters or like mm -hmm. other, the business I sold is that I've always walked away from it and be like, Hey, that was a huge learning experience. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Luckily, I didn't lose a, a huge amount of money with it, but it was a huge learning experience. And for me, that that is my schooling. That is the college that I pay for. And that when I went through that business, it ended up being the same thing. That was what I paid the price for. You know, I spent mm -hmm. the whatever two years or one year or whatever the scenario is learning about that industry. Mm -hmm. And the businesses that I've had that have gone through that, I've taken every single skill trait with me. And then I was able to use it on a different business. So it's never really a failure in a sense. It's mm -hmm. just time it's like going to school you yeah. just went to school in that industry you went to school in that category that was just an experience you know and all those things you want you want to take all that as much as you can you know what i mean and then you kick it with you and then you work on something new and then you just keep going until you make a hit you know what mm -hmm. i mean once you get the hit and then 
hopefully you can rinse and repeat over and over. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and then you start selling businesses, and then you figure out new things and creating success. And like, it's just all about learning. More and more experience you have, the better. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for me, I I overrule like experience over academics any day. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just for me, it's no brainer. But a lot of people like always ask me like. Do I finish school or do I yeah. go for experience? I'm like, man, like if nobody cares about you finishing school, then go <laughs> yeah. for experience, yeah. man. Because yeah. that is like the golden yeah. ticket, you know what I mean? They'll Anybody and everybody will always work with somebody that yeah. has experience over like a traditional BA for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, experience know. is like application it's 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 yours you you're the one who owns that experience because yep. you're the one who went through it and, and exactly like, yeah you're the one that has the the knowledge and wisdom from yeah. it yeah that's good i take as much as that as yeah um what are your thoughts towards um business with friends like running or opening or starting a business with with friends? it is tough you know what i was talking about like when you open something and obviously it's inevitable you start thinking about all your friends and you, know, you want to do something cool with them it'd be awesome to be you know, rich and famous and do all this cool stuff. Like, I think the core component for me and how I end up choosing partners nowadays is always about respect level with mm-hmm. each other because it has to be there, man. Yeah. Like, and number two is like, know what you're good at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and when you know what you're good at, that means the other person should know what they're good at and you have a, a mutual respect level. That should technically show that, you know what, you know what you're I'm not going to cross the line with you. You're not going to cross the line with me. Mm. We both know what we're good at, whether cross or not cross, whatever it is. And then that, if you can have that in a friendship also, then I would say proceed with caution still, Mm -hmm. but it's doable. Yeah. Now, if you guys don't even have respect for each other, like you don't know what each other, what you guys are good at, then it's probably not the best idea. And you could pretty much put your friendship on the line at that time. And it's unfortunate, but it happens all the time. Yeah. You know I mean, there's tons yeah. of success stories, and then there's tons of not so success stories yeah. about it. Um, it's just proceed with caution, essentially, yeah. and just be very, very careful because you're literally getting into a marriage with this person. You know, totally. Because I mean? if it really is really successful, then you'll feel the burden, you'll feel every single emotion that you will with you know being in a relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, like when you check out, can you still be friends? You know mm-hmm. what I mean, or are you? You end up becoming acquaintances or things like that, but you're definitely going to learn a lot about yourself because you're going to learn even more because now you're stuck with this other person that has this view on you or opinions on you, and that you never had before because you never crossed that friendship right. line be- path beyond that. So just the respect level and understanding what you're good at and understanding what they're good at. It'd be even great to have a practice where you're writing. You write what you think you're good at, and you write what they you think they're good at. Mm-hmm. And if they have, if you're writing the same things, you guys are really on the same level, right? Right. Very like-minded. I think it have a better chance of working out there. Yeah, I, I like I like that because I I think it's just the that level of communication just needs to be at like at ultra high at all times, especially when there's a friendship. Because yeah. if there's no friendship, then sure you still have to communicate. I, I don't oh, think yeah. any relationship, friendship, business, whatever, like mm-hmm. you have to communicate to make sure that you're flowing to productivity, right? Mm-hmm. But especially if you want to maintain that friendship side, then you have to make sure that you guys are on uh, not only on the same page in terms of vision, but like. Hey, are we good? <laughs> you exactly, know, like simple yeah. things like that to make sure, like, let's not sacrifice the friendship for the business. So mm-hmm. it just takes that much more effort, you mm-hmm. know. And then, you know, like Kinja's, we're we're building this thing all with our best friends, and it's tough. And it's we have our trials and tribulations, and yeah. tons and tons of and hours of conversation yeah. to just hash out a single thing. And yeah. we're like, well, 
that's what we signed up for guys yeah. you know we want to keep it healthy in every way then then this is what we have to do yeah. you know and so yeah there's a tough yeah. part of it that like when you're actually doing business and then the friendship kind of cuts into the business out of nowhere you know what i mean like oh like why are you talking to me as if we're homies right now right. you know like it's just like a it's always a back and forth totally. and you kind of have to know when to shut it off totally. like oh we're just like business right now man yeah. like and then not business anymore yeah. or, or pretty much like if you want the fail safe proof plan keep it professional that's it yeah and yeah. you keep it professional you should be okay if it's right. if it sits okay with everybody and it, it seems like it's a normal office environment kind of scenario then cool and then you don't have to worry too much about like the friendship cutting in and out too yeah. much yeah um do you have like daily routines to kind of prep your mindset for where you want it to be to physically where you want your life to be and all that are you kind of like a routine oriented person i don't know if i'm routine oriented because i'm always doing a different thing or a different time like because my mind's always running man like uh, for me i'm like a lot of forecasting mm -hmm. so in my head i'm always thinking about what's next what's happening right now what's gonna happen and i think about the businesses or whatever i'm working on and like i said when you're an opportunist your 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 mind is always open ready yeah, for everything yeah. so my routine is just keep my mind open and be aware for anything to happen and once it does i just start grabbing it and pulling it in and then that's when my brain starts functioning but i the only routine i really have is like my scenarios of work like i i keep out a block of hours in the middle of the night even mm -hmm. and it's just to work and sometimes that work doesn't have anything to do with work that work is literally just sit there and think about you know the next mm. move or the next moment or what is the special sauce of this thing or mm -hmm. how do i create this brand you know like so my mind is always like being fed with you know with challenges and it's almost like exercising in my mind every mm -hmm. single day and that's kind of like what ended up being more of my routine because mm -hmm. i feel like the rest like when you routine uh when you routine yourself you kind of get stuck in that thing you know mm -hmm. i don't want to be stuck i want to be fluid i want to be adaptive i want to be you know ready for anything kind yeah. of scenario. Yeah. How do you balance that though? I mean, I don't think anybody can be functioning at a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's life that happens, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you have your personal life, you know, and then there's work and I'm sure that kind of gets intertwined a lot too. Yeah, so course. for yourself, how do you balance out and like, what do you do to even in your way shut, shut off so that you can kind of like recalibrate to mm -hmm. be at a hundred again? Uh, for me, like, so, I think of it like school, right? So there's school systems that like, okay, here's school and then there's a summer and then there's school. Mm -hmm. So I work in that method. Like there's work yeah. and then there's vacation time or, or chill out time and then there's work. And then there's other school systems that are like blocks. So like, you know, two months on, two months off, two months on, right. or three months on, three months on. Yeah, yeah. So I'll flip between either or whatever uh -huh. like I feel necessary for myself mm. knowing that I need to be like the healthiest and the the most cognitive that my mind needs to be. Mm. So whether I feel like, okay, this is getting too, too long of like, you know, a semester or too long of a school year, then I'll flip over to like the blocking system. And Got it. That, yeah. So you kind of more so pay attention and listen to yourself, what you feel like, I think I can keep going. Or it's like, I think I need to take a break. Yeah. Like uh, I'm pretty good at it now. Mm -hmm. Like early yeah. on, I was probably just too overworking, like workaholic. Yeah. Yeah. But then that also taught me a lot it also made me who i am today so i can't really say anything about that it's mm -hmm. kind of like you just have to put in your hours to mm -hmm. to be in the position to take blocks out you know yeah. what i mean or else you know you're just trying to cheat the system and it's yeah. not gonna work really do you think you'll ever retire i feel that the entrepreneur in me this the opportunist in me 
will not be able to because I feel like I always want to create. Yeah. And it was, it's not about, you know, the money and all that. Because usually people are retired. I don't want to do anything anymore. I have yeah. enough money to live or yeah. survive. But for me, I feel like I always want to create for something. I feel like I get the joy from seeing people use the product or see the product or do the service or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just from idea to actual physical consumer interaction is just like my that's my thing i love that stuff mm. um retire me as like maybe i'm not doing as many projects mm-hmm. i'm just doing one or, yeah. or something like that you yeah. know what i mean um but i see the hindsight of it that it is one day sometime some way yeah. maybe but in my mind i feel like I'm, it's always going to be working and creating yeah 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 i love it yeah um what is success to you success to me dude like I, for me, like, I feel like success is if I'm happy. That's it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, if you're internally happy with where you are, what you're doing, you're as successful as you can get. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter what other people think because everybody has really high hopes of success and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the guy that's living just fine, the means is the way he is, and he's completely content and happy. I mean, he is successful on his own, dude. Yeah. So, you know, people, sometimes people like me and some of my entrepreneur friends in my situation, like, I see them stressing out. I see them doing this and that and pounding away the pavement every day, working, you know, you know, 100 hours a week and stuff like that. And then there's this guy that's working, you know, 40 hours a week, completely happy and content. Yeah. And this guy's like slaving over his life right now. Right. You know, technically, this guy's more successful to most people, but this guy, this guy looks like I want to be this guy because yeah, he's successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, like self, self-awareness, yep. self-happiness is like the success level here. It's dope. Legit, yeah. man. The rest comes. Yeah. I uh, want to do a lightning round with you, man. Fire off some, uh, some questions, some burning yeah. questions on my mind and be, be uh, quick about it. Um, you can elaborate if need be, but mm-hmm. let's try to in classic lightning fashion. Okay. So lightning round in three, two, one. What's your favorite Saturday morning cartoon growing up? What was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? What was it? Rugrats or something like that? Rugrats? Okay. Solid. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Uh, Street Fighter. Hey, let's go. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, Peanut butter and jelly, ironically. At, from afters peanut butter and jelly with strawberry but we, we got rid of the peanut butter and jelly sick that's what's up <laughs> yeah um what was the biggest flop out of all your business ventures biggest flop oh that's a tough one i didn't have too many but it had probably had to be with what did i do that wasn't too good i think this is a good sign if i can't remember <laughs> that's an amazing thing yeah. <laughs> i'm just killing it in every way oh god yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't remember that. Like, Perfect, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, finish this thought. What was I thinking? What was I thinking driving to LA today? <laughs> oh, dude, was just like a ton of traffic. Yeah, dude. Okay, it's okay, so yeah. LA traffic's never gonna go away. Uh, dream collab scenario. Oh, dream collab. I'd love to do anything with a, like a super high end brand, like. Chanel. Or ah, okay. Yeah, that'd be okay, awesome. like a designer brand. Yeah, designer sick, brand. Sick. Um, if you can take anyone in the world out, who would you take and where would you take them? Anybody in the world. Like to sit down, have a yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, like I said, Steve Jobs, I've always idolized. I would mm. love to pick his brain and just understand how like the chaos in his mind works. Mm. And I could take him anywhere too. I just need to talk to him. Even on the phone, it was be great. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, good, good. Um, do you have a guilty pleasure? 
I'm such a snacker, dude. I'm like a sweets and salty wild. Which makes yeah. sense why you're <laughs> yeah. killing the food game, man. Um, if you can go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? I just believe in myself, man. Mm. And just, just don't listen to other people because I've been pushed down so much that it's just like you just got to focus on yourself and, and pave the way and, and not and – not, worry about other people's judgment because at the end of the day and I look at me now like you know everybody's praising me but at the time I was coming up it was just just tons and tons of push down mm. like you're not gonna make it you're not gonna do this you're not gonna do that so I just literally like just having enough self-esteem to move on and move past that enough shielding enough protection enough self-awareness to move forward it's a lot about yourself you know what I mean wow it's good it's really good man uh, would you say you have any regrets you know, I don't live in the regret world. I don't think it's right. Yeah. I don't think it does anything. It doesn't really do anything for you. Yeah. You know, it's all about learning experiences. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, less of, more of. Uh, what would you want to see less of in the world or in people, and also more of? Less, for sure. Less haters. Dude. There's just too many now, especially with the social media. More, uh, more empowerment, more encouragement mm. dude, from everybody. Mm. Yeah, that's good. What's your golden rule? your life mantra i you know what that's a that's a pretty tough one dude i think for me I, there is just there even though it's called a golden rule i don't think there's any rules out there at all mm -hmm. man you just have to kind of go do feel experience and understand that there is no rule book for this there's no lesson plan for life you know what i mean and the golden rule is just to be able to experience everything try everything do everything mm -hmm. and know that in yourself that it's going to end up okay at the end of the day mm. yeah it's good dude man i feel like i can sit here and ask you like way more <laughs> questions and go like four hours with this but like i mean yeah. yeah we just don't got that time but um dude scott man this is really cool and uh you're somebody that i admire a lot i uh I i'm really it, inspired by dudes like you like i said just with everything that i said you know in this conversation um, the, the, the ones who inspire me the most are the, the ones who know themselves the best, who are able to be sort of, um, fearless, but very calculated in, yeah. in your fearlessness still. Like you don't want to be stupid and fearless. Yeah, That's yeah. just being reckless and, and, and irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like guys like yourself that are very passionate about everything that you put yourself into yeah. and you have this ability to, um, see through the noise and, and, and know what's real and know what the essential things are and what doesn't matter. And you can mm -hmm. kind of like push this, those things to the side. Mm -hmm. um, that's like a skill that I feel um, is really only developed uh, with intentionality and um, just like that sort of keen observation ability to kind of look at something and analyze mm -hmm. and process and then internalize and apply you know yeah, and i yeah. think that's you, you what you've what i feel like in this conversation just from your childhood from learning how to flip licorice to take that to cars and now building multi-million dollar businesses yeah, yeah. you took the skill that you learned as a child of flipping licorice to be like this works and now it works in this way and now it works in this way and you gained a whole bunch of experience yeah. you know with things that worked out really well to well i guess things worked out really well because you didn't really have any <laughs> failures which is great which is great uh, i mean i you know i'm kind of kind of tongue-in-cheek with that i'm kind of joking and i'm sure not everything works out but yeah. i think what i even got from that even your view towards failure though you, things may not have worked out 
probably why you can't think of anything is because you never focused on the failure. You yeah. never focused on like, oh my gosh, my life is over. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a failure now because that thing that I tried to do didn't work. You're like, okay. Like I already have my mindset on these 10 other things that yeah, I was already yeah. going to do or they're already going. So let me just pour my attention yeah. and focus into there. So that's also really dope too. And I'm seeing your mindset is, you know, you know, there's a saying where your focus goes, energy flows, right? So yeah. whatever your eyes are set on, you're going towards it already. Cause you're already looking at it, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. um, and like, it's, it's, it's people like you that have that ability to, just be laser focused like you said like if mm -hmm. i'm i'm doing this and i'm gonna figure it out and then if it doesn't work then i'm gonna go figure out this other thing that i was interested in yeah um it's really dope man and um i look forward to just you know following your your personal journey with as well as you know the ventures that you open up and i'm always stoked every time you open up something i'm always trying to be at your grand openings because i just yeah, love something new coming soon, yeah oh know. what <laughs> oh shoot man you gotta you gotta drop some uh some some teaser yeah like speaking of which man what are the upcoming exciting things in your world right now um i'm getting into the tech industry which i've always had a passion for and, uh, and something i was always interested in obviously i'm not a tech person myself but <laughs> yeah. you can see like but you know who you are i know, I know who yeah, i am i know yeah. what i could do there in yep, that industry totally um this is uh in a short couple of months this, i'm gonna come back into the foodie scene again okay with a new concept whoa and keep that for wraps until this summer yeah and um going into the beauty industry too word not for myself but all of you know, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but i yeah. see there's a lot of potential there it's very interesting to me and and a lot of uh growth in the social media space has been in obviously in beauty so yeah. i would love to yeah. take you know my stab at it too mm -hmm. just a couple of things that are new and fun and exciting you know all different categories again you'll yeah. see like but i don't think i've ever pinned myself down to just being good at one thing and being good at that category because like I said, like the exploration is exciting to me to to see how like it's almost like it's not a game, but it's almost like I feel like, OK, let me take all these tools and put it to this next one. And I think it's a new challenge for me every single time. And I love it to see how it goes. Dude, I love it, man. I'm super stoked. Well, we just got to keep bringing you on whenever yeah. you guys got new things, yeah. which is probably every week. So yeah. <laughs> just going to be our weekly Tune in guest. next week. For Tune in next, next week for whatever Scott's up to. That's no, really yeah. good, man. But, dude, yeah, thanks for coming through yeah, and, it, um, yeah, sharing this space. Um, I did want to, you know, oh. you up with one of our, I don't know, man, people love our bomber jackets, oh, bro. Damn. So wanted to, yeah, dude. yeah our, our newest navy blue uh colorway there Ooh. so yeah i wanted to hook you up thanks man but yeah no thank you for stopping through i brought some time. ice cream but it's melted <laughs> oh what we got uh, ice cream in the car it's probably, it probably all melted oh now. shoot hey but that, there's the after it's close by here that's what i'm talking bro, about anytime. well uh, well yeah we're gonna we gotta anytime. hop on our our 2019 project man yeah, that's i'm really things, really yeah. stoked on that one so i mean for y'all listening you guys, you heard it here first. There's some cool things coming up. Yeah. Um, but, you guys, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we are, this is what, episode 41. 42. Guys, we're like eight months into this thing. It's crazy. You guys have been following our journey from the very beginning. We're learning a lot, trying to improve this thing with every episode from our setup to our audio to just trying to provide really, really good quality content for you guys. So thanks for subscribing to the podcast. Um, 
our YouTube channel where we're gonna upload all of these videos. And um, if you guys are digging this stuff, like please share it. It, it really helps and it, it gives uh, visibility. And um, and if you feel like this is helpful for you, hook your friends up. Let it be helpful for them. And uh, get us uh, on that. Um, that the, the iTunes reviews are really helpful. Give us a five star rating. Leave us reviews. Hit us up on IG, Kindred's Podcast, uh, Cast with the K. We're on Twitter, same thing. We're on Facebook. Find us there. I literally read through every message. Um, if you guys have questions, topics that you guys want us to cover, um, drop us like DMs there. And, and I'm sifting through all that stuff. And we're going to do our periodic uh, Ask Us Anything episodes too, where we're going to address all those things. Um, and hop on the website, kinjas.com uh, slash podcast. Guys, there's a lot of really <laughs> extra dope content on the show notes. There's like multimedia. We talk about things like performances, and there's probably things in this, this episode that we talked about. There's going to be video links in there and um, the actual things that we talk about. So if you guys are into doing a little bit more research and digging deeper into whether it's books that are mentioned here, videos and uh, websites, whatever, all that stuff's going to be in the show notes. Mike Fowl is super meticulous about this stuff. So in classic Mike Fowl fashion, yeah. it's going to be some really dope detailed content in the show notes. And that's on the website. So hop on there. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Kids are